Are you ready to dance, Marissa? Always. <laughs> there we go. Where are they podcasting from? I think it's Edinburgh or London. Oh my God, is that SMB? You know you love us. Creepy chocolate. XOXO. Rufus be a river. <laughs> and who are we? That's one secret we always tell. I'm Marissa. And I'm Anna. We are the Upper East Podcasters. Gossip Go Recap. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, Upper East subscribers. <laughs> Hi, Upper East subscribers. Boy, do we have a treat for you. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 10, High Society Recap. And we have our first guests on the show. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Unsanity Sisters, Isabel and Leah. Say hello to your Upper East subscribers. Hi. <laughs> so excited to be here. <laughs> it's so exciting to have you guys here. So these girls are uh, have their own podcast called Clinkcast. Do you want to tell us a bit about it? It's really just kind of our podcast to rant about everything yeah we just talk about life and talk about um you know all topics that come up in our conversations during the week that we think other people deserve to listen to because we're sick of listening to each other so <laughs> sometimes we're just comic geniuses sometimes <laughs> nice. more, oft- more often than not <laughs> comic genius is when you're not trying to be that's what we tend to be whenever we try too hard it just isn't very funny but whenever exactly. we're accidentally funny <laughs> yeah. yeah that's where the gold is <laughs> So what is your relationship with Gossip Girl, guys? Like how, how have you seen it all? Are you yeah. fans? I've You're- watched it all. Um, I watched it all a few years ago and I kind of watch it on and off now when I'm like bored or doing assignments. It's just Same. like background noise. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just, there's just so much that goes on. I'm always <laughs> kind of watching it. Like, uh, like always on loop. Like it's. <laughs> you know once I finish it I just restart it again and that it's been like that watching for, exactly like whenever I get anxious it's like what I go to <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know exactly what's gonna happen I'm, and then even still there's bits that I forget and I'm like oh my god remember when this happened like <laughs> that's what I think as well whenever I watch it I'm like I don't remember anything about this I'm just like god this is amazing <laughs> especially season one like the early seasons like with so much is not like not aged very well like as you know for example Chuck Bass attempted rapist obviously (laughs) and everyone just ignoring it (laughs) Um, but yeah it's it's, I always think with this kind of show like it's um it's escapism isn't it it's mm -hmm. like yeah exactly I was gonna ask will you watch the reboot because they're rebooting it aren't they very soon apparently no I thought if they, if they I thought if they rebooted it with the same actors I would like it and then I saw the lineup of the actors and like I'm sure they're great but I'm just like no it's not the same it's a new show yeah <laughs> I feel no. like we I feel like me and Anna have to watch it yeah mm. I will definitely watch it even if it's just like just out of curiosity like I just yeah. have to know give it a go what they're gonna do with it like yeah I'll probably watch the fourth episode and see where I go from there Mm. But I'm not usually a big fan of reboots. Like, I'm just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you guys here on the show. And if you are Clinkcast listeners listening to this podcast for the first time, we are a Gossip Girl recap podcast where we re- recap every single episode of Gossip Girl in order with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> with wine, yeah. I have Prosecco. Marissa has a wine glass the size of her torso what is yeah, that it's, it's, it's describe it for our listeners 
It's one of those wine glasses that's that you can fit a whole bottle of wine in, technically. <laughs> you know they're novelty, babe. You're not supposed to actually use them. <laughs> you know what, Anna? It's been a, it's 2020, okay? It's a hard year. Just let me <laughs> let I me be I me, just okay? Snorted. I think I just snorted. <laughs> <laughs> are you girls are you girls joining us bevy this evening we are joining you in a bottle of water and a glass and a cup of tea cup of tea nice (laughs) i feel making us like like alcoholics i feel like we're setting a bad example here (laughs) i had um a glass of prosecco last week um because i moved into my new apartment and we were like celebrating Rating, had a glass of Prosecco midday drinking does not suit me and had a nap at five o'clock in the day so I was like maybe I shouldn't drink until I get practicing again this lockdown yeah. my threshold my threshold for drinking has just gone down so low <laughs> see this is this is the age gap because my threshold for drinking has gone <laughs> yeah, so. um, <laughs> oh it's so funny well we're we're uh, recapping uh, the episode 10 of season one high society see which is all about the debutante ball and to quickly recap where we left off from last week which was a pretty grim week i would say of thanksgiving (laughs) thanksgiving for um the gossip girl um yeah pretty much yeah nate's dad tried to kill himself um Mm -hmm. chris and allison are together but Lily's to the sidelines. Uh, Blair and Serena are friends again, having split up and been friends and split up and been friends and split up and been friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blair had a quite sensitive eating disorder scene, which I'm sure um, will be, you know, mentioned again in this episode. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll I'm, I'm sure of it, right, Marissa? They will have mentioned it in this episode and talked about maybe how she overcame it. And um, does it, does it get mentioned? Do they fuck? No. No, no. <laughs> They're just like, so that happened. And let's, we're going to pretend it didn't. Let's just yeah, she's, move on. She's fine. She started eating again. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of storylines that also should have been mentioned in more detail and maybe gone into a bit more depth, we don't have Eric, Serena's nope. brother, in this episode. And we nope. don't have Vanessa, Esther, Essa. No, Vanessa hasn't been in it for ages. Don't know where, yeah, she, where like is she? That. <laughs> not a fan of Vanessa are you I'm, there's actually so many people that when I watch it I'm like can you get off the screen <laughs> that's what we love about this podcast because you know you love to hate it that's the point yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like Vanessa just just doesn't have a place like it's just like why are you here <laughs> <laughs> yeah her character isn't very well written which is a shame considering that she's could have been literally the character. only like the only person that kind of shows any form of diversification in the in the car exactly. as well. and they yeah. write her they write her characters to be really annoying she um, has so much potential so this episode high society it's debutante cotillion season marissa and i were slightly unsure as to what that meant i kind of thought it had something i thought i thought maybe it link, was linked a little bit to what's known as like purity balls in the u.s which is about like kind of <laughs> so real- oh pledging your virginity yeah um, <laughs> but i think yeah. it's it, it's definitely a high class thing where you're introducing people to society and i believe leo and isabel you were saying earlier that the, you have this you have this over there right you guys know a bit about yeah it. we have like um we call them devs is like this like i suppose the slang word for them but mm-hmm. it's like a thing in irish secondary schools when you leave secondary school in sixth year you, you have a big you have a dev ball. ball 
And it's not like, it's not, you know, no one's being presented or anything. It's kind of like prom, but it's very, um, it's very formal. Like there's like a formal dinner. Everyone's in their like ball gowns and their suits. And, and then their we, heels and their horrible loafer shoes. Yeah. And we all go out <laughs> and get get ourselves all dolled up, have a nice formal dinner. And then, and then we just go, get wasted. Then we go clubbing. It's great. <laughs> clubbing in a, like a big ball gown. Like and then girls cry because they have a drink spilt over their like six hundred euro dress and everyone just has I'd, a great time. Or I'd like that girl. Yeah. Or I want to go to this. I want to go to the Debs. It sounds they're awesome. Kind of, they're kind of <laughs> iconic, but we do have girls who do the whole like spoiler for this um, episode, like Blair being like, um, I "Can't believe you ripped my dress! Like it's custom made. My mom's gonna kill me." <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> I, I knew a girl who like got her dress and I think it was like 500 euro custom made. Wow. And it, and it honestly kind of resembled like a curtain. Yeah, it was white. <laughs> it was like my my particular year, like all of my year, most of the girls wore white dresses. You could have sworn we were at a wedding. <laughs> like a wedding convention. So exactly like Gossip Girl, like exactly like it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, the episode title is based off the movie High Society and the ball actually happened, a little bit of trivia, um, on December 16th, 2007 um, at the Palace Hotel in Manhattan. So yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. I have to go on a full-blown feminist rant in a minute. Um, so just forgive me now for my like self-righteousness. Um, yeah, buck up, girls. It. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's actually not even about the Davy Tump ball. It's, it's about something Dan Humphrey says, but we'll get to it. We, we've had to kind of split this. There's so much going on in this episode. We have split it into kind of three main storylines. But to begin with, we should address what happens right at the very beginning, where you have kind of Blair and Serena walking along, chatting about the ball chuck and nate talking about the ball dan and jenny talking about the ball isn't that mm-hmm. right Marissa? so blair is so she's broken up with nate again of. for like the eighth again. time <laughs> yeah and she's she says i'm going i'm going to uh, i'm going with prince theodore instead of nate and yeah, first of all prince Th- theodore like i don't i don't get this prince of like, we don't. We don't know. It's well, they're Americans, aren't they? They just have to say the word prince, and Ameri- like, they, they, I think they're just thinking the audience will go, "Oh, some prince somewhere in Europe." Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> and she's going to have an article in. It's not Hello Magazine. It's something a bit it's more the classy. New York Times. That's it. Thank you. The New York, <gasps> the New York Times. Times. So it's a big deal because she's going to this ball with this prince. So that's a really, really big deal for Blair. And then we've got Chuck and Nate walking down the street, and Nate is wondering why Blair is. He's he's missing her basically, but she's not really missing him, and he's wondering why. Classic <laughs> guy though. This is just because she doesn't care anymore, and she's shagging someone else. And suddenly, this he's been so adamant he he actively does not want to be with Blair. And the second that she starts getting over him, he's like, "Oh, I want you back." Yeah, he's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I don't like this. You're We've all been there. Obsessed We've with all me. had this guy in our lives." Yeah, <laughs> he needs to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's with Chuck and Nate. And then Dan and Jenny are also talking about the different ball because naturally, because they're the air quotes, 
poor people <laughs> in, <laughs> in their million pound Brooklyn they they're not quite they're not invited or they're not going well Jenny's too young to go anyway but she's really really into it isn't she and Dan yeah Jenny really wants to go and Dan thinks it's very classist for me yeah basically yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much that storyline poor me yeah. well they turn up at this dance class where right at the very beginning like all of them are there this I know you've got a so bit weird about this dance class Marissa <laughs> Yeah, it's like has anyone ever seen Pride and Prejudice? Of <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's been on my There's... list on Netflix for months. Oh well, when you watch it, you'll this it will, it will spark something in this episode. But they're at this ball, and they all have to do this really incredibly old-fashioned dance and that's just what this episode this dance reminded me of how you're all like paired up and then you switch partners it's and actually almost the same dance because they're in like a circle and yes kind of dance with everyone like it's it so me weird of the the vampire diaries episode there's yes. one episode where they have a weird ball too oh, i have not you know what i have not watched the vampire diaries but i know I've it's the kind of thing it. that i it's the kind of thing that i know i will love well, know? maybe that's what we need to do next. The podcast. Yeah. <laughs> vampire Diaries Upper podcast. Upper East Vampires. <laughs> oh, <that'd be> amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one. They're all practicing dancing. Um, Lily's there. Of course, Lily's organizing it and is on I the chair. Lily. And I, 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 Lily's character is just fantastic. And she's her mum is there as well. So we know we're going to meet Serena's nan. You know that mm-hmm. Jenny really, really wants to go and gets asked to, to kind of volunteer, which mm-hmm. has its own storyline, which we'll get to. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the nan. Enter Cece. Yeah. With her gorgeous locks. Like, can we just talk about her hair? Yes. <laughs> I was like, the head of hair on that woman for the years on her, like, wow. <laughs> like, beautifully styled. I was like, wow. Like, yeah. that's just amazing. Like, first of all. I would yeah. like to be that renowned when I am of that age, I think. I would like to be wearing, you know, vintage Chanel, nails done, gin in hand. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> well, and also, I love how I'm looking at Marissa's notes and I love how you put Enter the nan. Is there a bar in this place? I like her. <laughs> yeah, my that's my it's like, yeah, I like her. Yeah, she's good. And she bonds with Dan, doesn't she? She um see um, see that right. The, is there like, a rant coming? <laughs> no, this is no, I was gonna say this is where I, I <laughs> this is where I think you you know how we always talk about how you only see things on the surface, Marissa? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All oh, right, okay. Are you I gonna go a bit say, deeper? I wouldn't say that they bond. I know that it looks like they bond. <laughs> They're just oh, manipulating like each a, other. You know, you know, I'm trying to teach you about how when somebody's mouth says something, their eyes are saying something different. This is one of those occasions. It's like um, like a a two alpha male situation where they're like Both fighting over the in. over the one prey. It's like, oh well, she's mine, but no, she's mine. <laughs> the prey, yeah. So because she's because she's an object that you know, yeah. is owned. Yeah, I can't believe like what's said in this opening scene, like to the point where I had to pause it and go, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. And I have held it in for weeks, not telling you <laughs> what it is. But, oh my God. So obviously Dan doesn't like the debutante cotillion thing and the Nan Cece, she does. She really, really wants Serena to be part of it. And Serena says, oh, you know, Dan, tell, tell Cece why you don't like it. She, oh, Nana loves honesty. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe he'll kind of say, you know, because he, he says, this is this is the quote, by the way. Well, I just think people spend all their money to have their daughters basically dance in front of others for attention. And as he said that, I thought, oh, cool. Like he's kind of saying that's not right. You know, we shouldn't be 
segregating women in this situation and parading them in front of people. But no, what he says is, whereas I'm sure you could just ask Serena to dance right now and she would do it for free. And that is my best worst advice of the week. Sounds like... Straight out of the mouths of Manhattan's elite It's the best worst advice of the week It's the best worst advice of the week Just ask Serena and she'll dance for free Fucking hell <laughs> Calling your girlfriend like a stripper <laughs> It is not, it? not even a stripper, a free stripper A free stripper <laughs> You're not even tipping her like, like, Oh my god Like come on, go, off you go Serena, shake your arse like, like, <laughs> I'm not getting nothing for it But I don't have on it like. <laughs> I just thought he was going to go on some feminist rant And he didn't He just basically made it about him again Like why should I have to When I have a daughter Why should I have to I don't want to have to pay for her to dance She just dance for people for free <laughs> Classic Dan, classic Dan. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's Dan's opinion. This is where we're going to split the episode up a little bit, isn't it? So we're going to talk about, it's Chuck and Blair, isn't it? Or mainly Blair's storyline, I think. Well, Chuck yes. and Blair are making out. What do you girls make of the Chuck and Blair love story? I oh, It's so toxic, but like, I root for it. Yeah, yeah it's same. Like, there's a part of you that it's like, oh like why don't maybe why does it just happen? change like maybe they'll make each other better they definitely won't but like maybe they will and like <laughs> there's some really pa- sad part of me in my soul and I'm like just stay with Nate like he's just so much better than Chuck I and I Nate cheated on us so that says a lot <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I think the whole thing with the two of them is they just love the game of it don't they like it's just all like they love the the game of like going around behind everyone's back it's their little secret they love yeah they're jealous they love making each other cry like like yeah chasing each other as well like the push and pull of it all I think yeah Yeah. and the arguing and they're just they're just mad for it I don't think they're necessarily mad for each other it's just just a drama drama yeah exactly love Definitely. that i love that insight yeah <laughs> well in this kind of we're going to talk purely now in this this episode of high society we're just going to focus on uh, nate chuck and blair the little love triangle that's going on and nate so, is none the wiser nate wants her back he goes over and tells her like i can't stop thinking about you and you know he wants to take her to the ball and, and he's so like look i have your heart on my sleeve like <laughs> oh i like the biggest manipulation ever stop <laughs> He when was like, I haven't put on a jumper in ages, look, uh, just happenstance, your heart is on my sleeve. <laughs> I think I was going through wardrobe for like a good 10 minutes or like being like, where is like, that, jumper, that jumper with the little, with the little heart? Like, <laughs> I need it to be manipulative. Oh my I, honestly, God. Yeah. It was so gross. I had a, I honestly, I had to pause it just to be like, you know, when you have a funny taste in your mouth to be like, oh, that doesn't sit well with me. Like, it really didn't. It was, um, yeah, also, I really can't imagine Blair actually taking like a little charm trinket and sewing it into. I mean, I can like, imagine her getting Dorota to do it. Yeah, yeah, she definitely got Dorota <laughs> to do it. But I can't imagine her sewing like a little charm into Nate's sweater sleeve and having him wear it. Like, I just don't think that's. I don't know. Maybe thing. in like the first few episodes, she was so totally in love, ready for him to propose. And then, like, she, I feel like she could be like definitely. The I'd say she'd do it as part of a ploy, you yeah. know? Like, mm, she, there would have yeah. to be, have its own motivation behind it. But I think Blair, throughout this whole episode, was very, like, tender in Blair terms, you know? Like, she wasn't, was... like, 
plotting and scheming. There was like mm-hmm. a slight, a slight like a blurness, a blurness to her, it. But I think the whole episode, she was quite tender the whole episode. Quite like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. A little bit more. I wouldn't, she wasn't vulnerable, but she was relaxed. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't going around scheming and like all high strong and trying she to control why. everything. Because she was getting the D. That's why. She was relaxed. She was relaxed. So let's talk about the god awful Nate suit scene. Uh, we have mentioned this in our fashion mini sewed. If you haven't had mm-hmm. listened to that yet, have a little That's listen. Up. It's already up. That's, um, yeah, we had opinions on this, didn't we? <laughs> how the panto god suit. Aw- <laughs> yeah, how god awful it was. But basically, well, Okay, so the suit aside, Nate's going shopping for his suit. And because Blair has said, oh, we can go to the ball together, but as friends, that somehow means that she gets a say in his suit and what he wears. I don't really get it. I'm not really about that. Like, he should be able to just wear what he wants, surely. (laughs) I'm going to defend Blair on this one. If I was going to an event and I had the New York Times doing a piece on me and I I was going to be photographed with this person and he turned up in that, I would find me another date. Maybe he needed the help. (laughs) I think maybe the problem was that his suit was so close in colour to the dress, like when you see it later on. It's just a lot of That's the point though, isn't it? It's meant to... Well, this scene is an interesting one because she's she's approving the suit, which is terrible. Um, he's trying really hard to like suddenly win her back, which is really evil of him because he's done enough. He's dumped her and he's finished with it. And then he's, suddenly he's like, actually, I want her back again, which not only screws with her, but also his dad, who really needed him to do that a few episodes ago when it mattered for his company. <laughs> Yes. But now that she's shagging someone else, it's fine. Like, fuck the principles. Let's just go for it. Um, (laughs) And he's like, I think she's seeing somebody and asks Chuck to do investigative work. See, this is when I've had a few Proseccos. I can't say worse. (laughs) (laughs) It's so it's none of his business, though. Like if, if she's shagging someone else, like, why does he care? I think like in that scene, particularly, I think Chuck Chuck actually kind of tells Nate it's him. Because when Chuck Ooh. is like, when Nate's like, will you go find out who it is? And Chuck like looks at him and is like, me? I love that. Like, <laughs> he's secretly like, me, me, big arrow, me, but me? <laughs> Why would I do it? <laughs> that sounds like a te- like a, a Chuck thing to do. Like, so technically yeah. in a few months time, you can say, well, I mean, you did say who was it? And I said, me. Um, well he asks Chuck to find out he's like can you do some digging and Chuck's kind of like oh shit well it's me I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pin this on someone else and he walks in with Blair having this interview with the New York Times journalist and like nearly kind of tries to have this like nearly tries to sabotage her um, which is you know a bit of a weird scene and they have a bit of friendly flirting I don't quite get I mean this is obviously like has to be for the plot but Carter Bazin who we'll talk about a bit later who's kind of just pure oh my god I was like he's pure evil do you fancy him yeah uh, <laughs> I don't like him but I like him <laughs> yeah well he's done he's done pretty well in like recent years as an actor like yeah. to be fair like the yeah. character no the actor any day of the week yes um, <laughs> but yeah he's like she she kind of this is a plot filler thing she's like oh Carter Bazin needs to come over and pick up his jacket so he sees an opportunity doesn't he old Chuck 
which I think brings us to a segment, does it not? This is my creepy Chuck moment because once again, I, I he's that is, as well. <laughs> yeah, this is yours as well. Yeah, oh good. Yeah. I'm glad we're all on the same page here on this podcast. But yeah, basically Chuck's stalking people in his limo again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone look after this child. Like, honestly. I always feel sorry for the driver. Like, oh, who are we, who are we following today, Mr. Bass? Like, you know. <laughs> Like, you know. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, so that's your creepy Chuck Bass moment then, is it, girls? And Marissa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. definitely. In the limo. <laughs> so does this mean that I need to play a certain jingle? Yeah. Oh, go on then. <laughs> he's creepy, he's crawly, he's creepy Chuck Bass. He's shady, kind of rapey. He's creepy Chuck Bass. Because he's following... Um, Carter Basin because he knows that he's going to go to Blair's he naturally takes a pic of him and he sends in a gossip blast to the Gossip Girl website to say to make it look like it's Carter Basin and Blair sleeping together (gasps) (gasps) scoundrel I know how dare he God forbid (laughs) (laughs) so we're at the ball (laughs) we're at the ball Which we'll talk about in a lot more detail, of course, when we talk about Serena Dan and the weird grandmother situation. But mm-hmm. um, this is kind of a, well, it's a bit of a power struggle, I suppose, between Chuck and Nate, isn't it? Yeah, basically. And also there's so there's this one scene where they're sort of they're all lined up along the stairs together, which I imagine it goes into a bit more detail when we get to Serena's storyline. Um, but Nate sort of confronts Carter on the stairs like he sort of has a go at him. Because he's seen the Gossip Girl blast. That Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Carter's obviously none the wiser. He's like, no, what? Then what do you want about, man? <laughs> I think that's like so embarrassing for Nate. <laughs> like he's like, I'm on to you. And Carter's like, just I like, know whatever. your game. <laughs> Carter's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, to yeah, be they- fair, like, it, like, that actually wouldn't be that unfamiliar for, for Carter, given that he stole all of his family's money. Yeah, yeah. So, what, yeah. so when Carter's like, what do you mean, man? We're cool, right? <laughs> we are not. <laughs> and who decided to put them two beside each other on the stairs in the yeah. first place? <laughs> Question for you girls. Who's hotter, Nate or Carter? Nate. Yeah, Nate. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I think know. it depends on the lighting. Like, <laughs> it depends on the lighting. depends on my mood. No, definitely Nate. <laughs> I think I'd say Carter. Nate's got too much of a yeah. Bieber cut going on in this scene. He's no, very pretty just... in this. Yeah, he, he is. He is a very pretty boy. If I think if I was looking at them, I'd pick Nate. But Nate is just a bit of a whinge. <laughs> well, <sighs> to Marissa's notes, the ball, the weird dance, the weird band. <gasps> And the Pretty Little Liars, Liars song. Did anyone? Okay. The Pretty Little yeah. Liars singers, and they have that weird dance where oh they're like God. swaying back and forth. I was triggered. I was yeah. traumatized. <laughs> we were sitting here and we were like, what are they doing? And then they kind of stopped and then they went with the like, got a secret, can you keep it? And then they started the swaying again. And, and like, then I like, had a panic attack. And, and I was stopped. like, we need to dress up as them for Halloween next year. We'll terrify everyone. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Well that was the Pierces performed live at the ball and they performed the was song. Was it a real band? Yeah. 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 Oh, they did have another song later on, I think, in the show. Yeah. It's just so many levels weird. Like oh. <laughs> yeah. It made me like, uncomfortable to I watch. Actually, it was one of those, you know, when you watch something, you're cringing, you're like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I actually have like a it's not even a spoiler for like if I don't even know what season it is, but Florence and the Machine perform live in one of them. 
yeah they do have big bands actually i don't know if we've gone past it or not but i know they're in there somewhere yeah yeah Mm. yeah, they are yeah it's coming up but the uh, the pierces the band in this episode yeah. they perform the song secret which also is as we said the pretty little liars theme song now mm-hmm. i didn't realize that this was actually a song by a band that was released i thought that, that pretty little liars theme song that got a secret can you keep i thought that was written purely for, for that that franchise i didn't realize it was a song in its own right which makes me think did the writers of pretty little liars like write an entire season franchise around that song I kind of wish it was just written for the season because there's no, it's just that over and over again. But yes, they're at the ball, the weird dance, the weird band and Chuck provokes Nate, doesn't he? I can't even remember what he says to him, but also I don't know. He he whispered at Nate, he's telling her what he's going to do to her later or something along those lines. And Nate just runs over like a wild animal and punches Carter Raisin in the face. I know your game. And this is a bit much. And he also says, he also says, she's my girlfriend. And it's like, no, she's fucking not. She's like, you didn't even like her two seconds ago. Like, I know. It's this um, is a thing that's normalized. Like, I don't want to get my feminist high horse again because I know I always do, but this is (laughs) a thing that's so normalized, like on reality TV shows, on shows like this. Well, like, and being like, she is mine. It's mine. Yeah, mine. I, I might have dumped her and treated her like shit, but that doesn't mean that she can now go and see someone else. And if she does go and see someone else, I have to have some form of say over it or control over it. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. you fucking don't. Back up. <laughs> yeah. It's mad. 100%. It's mad. And, and this isn't a very good, this isn't a particularly good message to young women, this storyline, because we know what happens, you know, like, I mean, Nate gets asked to leave. Chuck dances with, with Blair and kind of tries to put, Blair puts the pieces together that she he's obviously the one who's meddled and done it but then she she kind of genuinely finds Nate sexy suddenly because he's punched some guy and and treated her like some possession and now now Blair likes him again yeah she's like kissing him isn't she and she says oh I've just I've never seen you like that before and she like it's a turn on for her and it's like dude punch somebody like that's you know (laughs) it's definitely problematic like definitely a problematic scene because it is like setting a really bad example you shouldn't feel that way no one should be punching anyone I think she's also like trying to get back at Chuck because he tried to mess uh, it all up he tried to mess it up so she's like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna sleep with him and then you're gonna know about it like oh and when they're going into the room and Nate looks back at Chuck as if to be like yeah man you're dead proud of me and Chuck's just like crying like (laughs) (laughs) the um the way that he like looks at at Chuck when he's like such a lad isn't he he's like that little lad nod it's like yeah yeah he's like look at me go I know I'm gonna bang yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) I do still think if we just look we're at episode 10 and literally all of the three main male characters now dan in like all of his early dates with serena punched somebody mm-hmm. Chuck has pretty much like attempted rape like three times and now <laughs> he has cheated on his girlfriend uh missed his girlfriend's birthday and um has has now punched another one of blair's dates <laughs> Men <laughs> on what men <laughs> on paper it sounds awful, doesn't it? But when you're watching it, it's just like this is a, such an amazing episode. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so entertaining, like <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I feel like I need to just before we kind of wrap this segment up, this kind of mm. 
this this you know i think in light of all this we probably should choose a poor little rich kid of the week what do you what do you girls think i even though they're not necessarily in the poor category i think the poor little rich kid of the week is jenny humphrey because that little wagon is like <laughs> i want to go to the debutante ball and her mom is having an art opening i'm like give it over like you're volunteering like honestly get over yourself no it's no it is it's when she turns around to her mom and it's like the girls that go to school with shop at Bendel's and the other place like I can't be going around with some person's old shoes on like the cheek of you like (laughs) oh who raised you wrong Rufus like (laughs) hold yourself accountable there's some little part of me that at the end of that episode feels really bad for Chuck it's when Nate gives them the nod I'm like oh so maybe he's the poor little rich kid. He's my poor little rich kid. Mine. <laughs> I think Chuck is is my poor little rich kid as well. Yeah. yeah let, let's play the full jingle. <laughs> All that money and designer clothes. Poor little rich kid all alone. Poor little rich kid. But I like the idea of having Jenny. We'll come back to that thought of Jenny because we're going to be talking about her next up, actually, mm. her storyline with her mom. But we'll have a little break first. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here. We're still talking about episode 10, High Society. We are joined with the amazing Unsanity Sisters at Clink Cast. We're joined with Leah. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. It's awesome. We're having so much fun. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> really nice for us to have some guests on and like like know that we're not going insane when we talk about Gossip Girl in this this crazy way. No, <laughs> like they, I, I never really sat there and like kind of watched it in depth, like to like so I could analyze it later but I was like oh my god there's so many like little <laughs> tiny details that you just would never appreciate unless you actually like watched it this way I'm gonna do this with Grey's Anatomy I'm gonna start a podcast on my own <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Grey's Anatomy I've never yeah. either oh my god I haven't watched it either and she's always trying to get me to start it so she could talk about it with someone yeah and now I've been working on one of our other friends I'm like go on go on like we're in we're in lockdown you're like stuck at home there's what like 16 seasons I just can't commit they to it 17 last <laughs> week 16 seasons equals a very successful podcast I mean that's a long time yeah exactly (laughs) you'll have all the fans yeah exactly I do think that we've kind of wrapped up the love triangle between Chuck Nate and Blair with Nate ultimately winning again Nate and Blair Mm -hmm. sleeping together again for god's sake it's just going around in circles We need to talk a little bit about uh, mother and daughter mayhem. So little Jay and Jenny and her mom, Alison, who I believe little Jay, as you said, was your, is is it right? One of you girls have put this down as your little rich kid of the week. Poor little rich kid of the week. I just think she's being a bit of a brat. I think this is like, you know, when Jenny proper starts, I don't know, acting out and just being a little Mm -hmm. rash. I just, I can't stand it. She's kind of talking to Dan. She's like, oh, poor me. I'm poor. Yeah, it's just her whole attitude. (laughs) 
I also think this is a good show of like people her age as well because I remember at that age I didn't really have a good understanding or concept of like money and how much things cost and getting annoyed at things like oh like my mum I don't know it probably probably not like shoes at Bendel's or something like that but I do remember every now and again as a kid thinking like oh why can't I have this thing that my friend has and my mum being like well you know it's not important you don't really need it and also like I'm not going to waste the money on it and it not quite registering like yeah. that so I, I think she just doesn't really understand her own like privilege yeah <laughs> I do have empathy but also like give over she's just disrespectful <laughs> yeah yeah I do the only thing I will say though is I can understand where she's coming from with her mom because her mom is like fresh back on the scene like two weeks and is ex- like expecting to have so much authority over her and it's like oh you've been definitely gone. yeah like, you can't expect like Jenny to just be like oh great you're back like let me just do everything you want me to like I can understand her lashing lashing out over that because definitely yeah and they have that nice they actually do have that chat don't they where they like this is where I do think the writers to be fair gave the characters some depth because they do have that moment where like Alison says to Jenny like I can't just like it has to become a point where I can't just be your best friend hoping that you're going to like me and I have to be your mom and like actually set some boundaries again if I'm going to be part of your life again and I think talking about what you just said about uh, Marissa especially about what, what you just said when it comes to when, when you're young and you don't have a concept of money I also think that a huge part of that is like who you're surrounded by as well because yeah if you're surrounded by people who are getting a lot more than you are more opportunities as well like yeah, more yeah, material exactly. things yeah like if she was at another school she might be the most richest person there and would be a different situation because she's surrounded by those people it's a mm. story and so <gasps> Alison, who's stolen my Rufus Humphrey um, <laughs> and uh, Jenny they're having a bit of a power struggle within this episode aren't they Marissa um, the good news is that um, Jenny got an opportunity to volunteer at the debutante ball because uh, she's not formally invited, but she can volunteer there. So she still gets to go, basically. And Lily's invited her. And the, um, her. so Lily and Jenny are shopping in, I assume, is like a really expensive department store, which I didn't really see happening. But they, while they're shopping, they actually bump into Jenny's mum. Mm-hmm. And there's an awkward exchange, isn't well, there? Well, it's really sad because before this happens, like her mum buys her these cute little thrift shop boots. So I was like, oh my God, if my mum brought me back some secondhand like vintage boots, I'd be well happy. And Jenny's yeah. like, well, I can't remember what Jenny says. Like you girls, you girls mentioned this before. So I'm guessing you've yeah. written this down. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, the girls I go to school with shop in Bendel's. You can't be expect me to be seen in some old person's shoes. Yeah, the person's old shoes, and then just like walks out. <laughs> but then when her mom bumps into her and Lily, she's buying her new shoes. Oh, it's like so she's sad. buying her black pumps, and I'm just like, oh. And she yeah. just leaves them there on the counter. She's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, <I saw> my <laughs> child there, like, like sneaking behind my back with my her dad's ex partner type thing. Stop! I like buy her own <gasps> shoes. It's definitely a <laughs> kick in the teeth. Alison oh the girl that used to shag my husband is now taking my daughter shoe shopping who has more money than me great (laughs) (laughs) we also learn as well that although she's volunteering it actually clashes with um Alison's art event doesn't it Alison's got a a show opening that night of course she does she's perfect (laughs) first whatever (laughs) (laughs) we get it (laughs) 
And Dan and Jenny, you know, should be going and supporting their mum, but Jenny's got this new opportunity to volunteer instead. And, you know, she's she's sort of, you know, ducking out of her mum's thing and going to the ball instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, and she, bas- she basically, like defies her parents and wears a cute little yep. pink number that we talk about in the fashion show so do go and have a little we listen did to that <laughs> um, so yes but unfortunately she does get in trouble for missing the art show but she does make things all right with Blair yeah, yeah by fixing her dress your fall is forgiven yeah I know I love that that's like well, it's not blackmail is it but that's really got her in a vice isn't it just like you have to do this for me or else you know yeah, it's really Although, there'll guessing, be more impending doom i'm guessing that blair doesn't know that she's the girl nate was pictured with either like that fizzled out yeah that fizzled out i don't think they do know do they no i don't think they do ah that's well, the thing with gossip girl stuff like that always just gets forgotten about instantly doesn't it yeah, yeah. things like that things like bulimia not important <laughs> not important like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah it, it, jenny does it's a bit of a i feel like jenny's whole storyline in the first half of season one is kind of her descent essentially into becoming a nasty teenager (laughs) yeah yeah, definitely (laughs) and um her mom she kind of apologizes for her mark to her mom she tells she misses the the whole exhibition because she went to the debutante ball which we're gonna get to (laughs) um and well her mom's quite i don't know if her mom's doing a good thing or a bad thing in this next bit like what what her mom says to her what do you think i think her mom is being like i'm actually just disappointed in you i don't know because she doesn't specifically apologize she's just like i thought i could make it to both so then her mom's just and her mom's just like you should really look at the person you're becoming you know i think that's like such a slap in the face like you'd rather be sure what happened and be like like look whatever about what you did to me but like you look at the person you're you are like it really she's like almost holding up a mirror to to her yeah, and nobody yeah. likes having a mirror held up to them i think it's actually <laughs> a very good parenting tactic like the only yeah i had it done to so me far. and i think that's yeah because there's very much in most of gossip girls there's like par- parent child role reversal constantly mm, and yeah. this yeah. is one of the moments where it's like yeah that's like good parenting because mm. you can see Jenny think and like actually stand there and be like, do you know, she's having to think about what's been said to her. Yeah, that's yeah, a really she's good actually... way of looking at it, actually. Yeah, when you think about mm. all parents that don't care and aren't really paying attention to what the kids are doing and they're underage drinking and they're missing important things. And that, you know, again, like kind of going back to what I was saying about my parents, that you don't realize it until you get older, but you look back and you think, actually, that wasn't really about them stopping me having fun. It was just because they cared. Exactly. Yeah, they're just like, trying to keep me safe <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's like the, their priority it's so weird when when you find out that your parents are actually just people <laughs> and we're back hey we're back okay <sighs> so it's definitely in time to talk about the main storyline the evil grandmother Cece. Or if you want to be particularly British, the evil nan. The evil granny. So this is not a happy grandmother story. This is a story of an evil grandmother who comes to put Serena in the debutante cotillion ball. Yes, it turns out we find out straight away that Lily... Serena's Mm. mum also didn't go to the debutante ball either. And it's obviously so important to her Serena's nan that she does go. It's really annoying, this storyline. Yeah, it's just a bit rude. Like, it's imagine 
being forced by your nanny to like go to some ball that you don't want to go to. As Dan it's, puts it, to dance for money. <laughs> or not money in Or not, yeah. <laughs> it gets dark very quickly. Yeah. A minor health care story, a health scare storyline, isn't there? Yeah. I think Lily, though, has like some savage response, though, to her mom when her mom, when Fifi finds out that Dan is a Humphrey. Oh, yes. And she's like, did he say his name was Humphrey? And Lily's just like, yes, mother, and walks off. <laughs> yeah, she obviously remembers, doesn't she, from all those yeah. years ago. <sighs> yes, mother, and then like walks off. I was like, she's such a savage. Like, she's just brilliant. Well, Cece tells Lily that she's having health trouble, which is like, yeah. this is just legit emotional blackmail and abuse, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, she says yeah. there's something wrong with her lung or something like that. And she, yeah, but she and- like, she kind of hints at like, like a lung cancer or a lung disease. She yeah. kind of like makes it sound like she might be terminal. Like my dying wish to have Serena as in the cotillion. Like <laughs> I want I Serena not- to go to the ball. That's all I want. <laughs> uh, but she's she's really sneaky. But she's like, I don't want anyone to worry. And yeah, you're right. That's my that's my one wish. And so therefore, Lily, obviously, who you know, good daughter, is like, right, Serena, you, that's it. You have to go. Doesn't even. Well, it looks like she doesn't really explain anything to Serena, but she like they, yeah. Serena finds out later mm-hmm. on off camera. Yeah, she? yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think it's quite it's it's just the done thing, isn't it? She's saying her dying wish is for if my nan said my dying wish is for you to go to a ball, but I didn't care about, I probably would do it. So yeah, same, yeah. same. <laughs> you know, like so. I think um, and you would smile, yeah. like you know, it's not that it's not that deep just go. yeah exactly and then Serena tells Dan why she has to go and you know he's like oh it's you know I'm going to be going to my mom's opening but I can't help but feel a bit like you like if this was real like, we don't know that her mom her nan was lying so if your partner comes to you and says uh, actually you know um my nan's dying wishes for me to go to this ball and you're still going well, I'm not going to fucking take you because I don't believe. <laughs> not, not because yeah. I don't believe in, I don't believe because of feminism. I just don't believe you should dance for money. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the weird thing. So the next thing is that so Dan's obviously wasn't invited in the first place and is going to go to his is is going to his mum's opening. So Carter Bazin, he's back, is going to be literally. I think they phrase him as. He's your escort, Serena. And I'm like, why are we calling him an escort? Like, that doesn't have very good connotations to it. I love how you found notes. Her escort, bracket, ew, close bracket. Ew, yeah, (laughs) escort. Not sure about that. But yeah, so Serena's got to go with Carter Bazin. Yeah, and and Cece kind of brushes over it because, or brushes over Dan at the, because they're at this um, brunch or something, aren't they? And... Dan's trying to like talk and everything and Cece brushes over the fact that he's not going because he's in fact incredibly poor air quotes yeah <sighs> I think I think though in that brunch like the best thing it's kind of like a the way you have like a Blair born it's like a play on it it's like a Cece born yes it really because is <laughs> she's like Carter so nice to have you back with us true gentlemen are a rare breed and then like looks at Dan poor da- pa- Dan gets it so much all the time doesn't he just constantly having people like look down on him because of reasons mm-hmm. <gasps> and Dan has to oh. sit there while people are bragging about Carter's gap Gapya. my favorite <laughs> phrase of this entire thing is where he said that he was he was in Dubai and because they're all incredibly rich, they hang out with royalty, obviously. Yeah. But he went pheasant hunting with the sheikh in Dubai. And I'm like, I don't think pheasants 
exist in Dubai. Like, I'm no. honestly think, I think I think it's far too warm for any animal with like fur there to be in yeah. anything other than a zoo because it's just so hot. We then have this awful, horrible scene where you know Dan, who he, he kind of thinks he's in the good graces of the Nan somehow, is cornered by him when you know he's on his way to the loo or whatever and she kind of corners him to kind mm. of let him know that there's no way he's ever kind of welcome in their yeah. world that he'll always be uncomfortable and he'll he'll all what was it she she said something like you'll always eat your entree with your dessert spoon oh who gives <laughs> a what fuck <laughs> oh my god Good. i don't care like if you've got a big dick and you shag well and you're nice i don't give a shit like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like when she said about a dessert spoon I was like to be honest I think I use a dessert spoon to eat spoon oh my god I think I use a dessert spoon to eat spoon. I just have one type of spoon and I don't care yeah. as long as it's tasty I have, a, yeah, I that's have like it. a teaspoon and a big spoon and that yeah, is it. Same. <laughs> and a ladle <laughs> She has, um, yeah, this is it. The way you feel, it never goes away. It just gets worse. You'll always use your dessert fork for your entree. You'll always feel underdressed no matter what you wear. And at dinner parties, it will be as if you hear a language that sounds like English and you think you speak it, but they don't hear you and you don't understand them. And as time passes, you feel people never see you when they look, but wonder really if you're Serena's whim or her charity case. How awful is that? Sick you'd burn. really just throw a drink on someone who says that to you <laughs> like I feel like because Dan is like male he wouldn't slap her but if it was a woman <laughs> who she said it to she'd get like slapped so hard across yeah. the face <laughs> he um she actually asks him to leave Serena as well not not after all that she actually sort of hints like I don't think you should be together it's you know it's not gonna work out people like you turn into cocktail party anecdotes of their foolish youth oh that's yeah we should definitely replace like a Blair burn with a CC burn (laughs) that's that's painful (laughs) but the thing is Dan handles this so well because when Serena comes over and is just like oh hey like what you know what's going on what you guys talking about Dan is like oh I'm your new escort to the ball like a proper like two fingers up at CC I was like yes Dan I loved that as well that was good (laughs) I love that I love that I love the fact that he does that I also love the fact that he goes to Rufus for help as well because I mean the next the next scene I love what you put here in your notes Marissa I'm just gonna let you read it out (laughs) so the next scene is the gallery and like mother like daughter Cece turns up unannounced at Rufus's work (laughs) poor Rufus doesn't get a break is it time for our is it time for the amazing Rufus jingle oh go on then you love yeah let let Anna play the jingle (laughs) Rufus me a river Rufus me a river I'll Rufus me a river over you. Rufus me a river. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like mother, like daughter, Cece turns up at poor Rufus's gallery to basically kind of once again, just like Lily does, shout at him and tell him to like, get Dan to leave Serena alone. Yeah, there's like no reason for her being there. She's literally there to complain that Dan is taking Serena to the 
ball like he can do anything about it and he's like oh, right okay what and she yeah. offers to buy every painting in the gallery like sure she's such a bitch yeah that's oh, really I, nasty <laughs> i loved what she said to him though it's like another cc born yeah she's like just like my daughter serena can be bought like i was just like whoa yeah that was crazy that was like twist yeah she yeah. made lily choose between him and her inheritance essentially which would have been i imagine quite a lot of money like a real amount of money life-changing amount of money so really sad yeah it is take your inheritance and then go back to him no that's what I thought as well I was like I'll just lie or I I don't know how I don't know how you get around that but that would ruin the plot though wouldn't it so it would ruin the storyline yeah Yeah, true (laughs) there's always it's like when you watch horror films and you know it's like just Call the police. Just leave the house and call the police. Why are you going into the closet to check what's there? Just leave the house and call the police. It would be no film. <laughs> logic ruins TV. Exactly. It really yeah. does ruin TV. But you kind of have this moment where Rufus realises that Lily and him may, maybe shouldn't have split up because of it because he didn't realise that that was the case. And when mm. Dan's getting ready for the ball, Rufus is almost like rooting for him. And suddenly, yeah. by the way... He's like, go on, son. <laughs> but I love how that this is where double standards and again, like reverse parenting too. Suddenly he doesn't give a fuck about his wife's art gallery exhibition. He's like, <laughs> We've got to stick it to this mother of my ex. <laughs> I like that Dan's going to the ball now out of spite. Like that's he didn't give a shit about it before. He didn't want to go. He wouldn't be seen dead there. And now he's like been told you're not good enough for this. He's like, oh yeah, I am. I'm gonna go. And then his dad's like in the corner being like, yes, son, you yeah. go, you go. Show her who's boss for the both of us. Yeah, do it for the Humphrey name. So Dan confronts Serena about her nan and says, your nan is basically a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Serena's like how dare you speak of my grandmother that way yeah, you should really, leave to be fair it does come out of nowhere because he just knocks on the door having basically chatted with her nan and saying I'm going to take you to the ball and then go actually I'm just going to tell you that on the night whilst, now that you're all dressed up now I'm going to tell you your nan's a bitch and you shouldn't listen to her and she's awful it's like pick your moments Dan Jesus <laughs> <gasps> yeah like for us it kind of it goes smoothly but if you're Serena like you went and got ready and then your boyfriend's knocking at your door telling you that your nanny is like a horrible human so <laughs> and all he does is essentially just upsets her doesn't doesn't he like to the point where he she's like don't even bother coming like I'll just go with Carter again it's well, fine she go doesn't to- say let's go she doesn't say that she she kind of goes don't come and then her nan is there in the background freaking that's Cece, it freaking smirking in the background evil Cece grandmother going I'll get Carter on the phone. That's it. Like, what a bitch. Poor Serena standing there like crying, being like, yeah, okay. Like a sad Ferrero Rocher. Oh, bless her. <laughs> yeah, the Ferrero Rocher gold dress we talk about in the fashion mini episode again. Go yeah. and check that out if you haven't heard it already. Um, <laughs> Carter ends up taking Serena to the ball. Oh, oh God. So yeah, Lily and Cece. Um, Cece's looking at the speech that Serena's written. Right. This is this is weird. I what is this speech? It's like a little presentation that the present presenter woman speaks on their behalf of. So do you have this at your your debut on balls? No. So we did like a it wasn't like a speech, but we did um so like the our Debs committee made like um like a voting poll thing and they'd have like questions like there was one like who was the biggest waffler in the air 
like who talked oh, most, like rubbish talk and then there was um the best couple mm-hmm. and then during the dinner we all filled in our ballots and like handed them back and then they counted them and then went on stage to say who like the best couple the best dressed the best ass I've never been to an all-girls school like it's I wasn't in one Mm. but I feel like it's a very all-girls school thing because Isabella went to one it was just really catty like and like rude yeah we went to an all-girls school and it was so like catty to the point where we kind of swore off women for a very long time as friends I mean we only had each other really yeah (laughs) yeah essentially yeah I just I I got a healthy view that all women were you know competition and not in a good way and it's only until mid-20s that that you're like actually we should just like fucking stick together like (laughs) there's only one way we're going to survive this and it's together <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah we're at the debutante ball and it looks weird it looks so weird they're all lined up and paired off with each other and they're and they're having this speech said about them so yeah they only talk about what the women are going to do not the men but it is a women thing it, it, it's a that's what that's all my issue with the debutante thing is i thought that was girls not the boys it's weird i thought that was really weird i thought it would be of like both of them like oh Carter, no, the men are just go. escorts the men are just owners for the night you know i know yeah. you rent them yeah, yeah. <laughs> but serena finds out that um her, her mom has doctored the speech to kind of impress her nan and um uh, to, to be to be kind of quite boring like she wants to have two kids and and, and stay in manhattan and work at junior league i'm not sure what that is but um that is either but yeah she ends up changing uh carter her... changes it for her Oh, is it Carter? Oh, yeah. is it Carter? He, takes, he takes it off and he says to Jenny, he's like, give me that. And then he like changes the speech and then just kind of walks over to his side of the stairs. Oh, that's you know what? what it is. I quite like that as well because it kind of shows that he has a bit of depth, but also that she was wrong to pair her with Carter just because of his background. Dan wouldn't have probably done that. Yeah. yeah. And then as well, I don't, I can't remember how far we've got into Car- Carter's character yet, but he was like kind of, he was so shady in the for, in the earlier episodes when he first comes in. Why mm-hmm. would you want your granddaughter going on a ball with him? Like when he's like yeah. a gambler. I know yes. we've gotten that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and had basically had his inheritance taken away from him as well. Only yeah. just reinstated. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Mm. But they read it out anyway that uh, Serena's new speech that she hopes to bed as many millionaires as possible. And everyone laughs, don't they? Like every well, apart from Lily and, and her grandmother. I don't know why her grandmother didn't like the speech in the first place. Like it was perfectly fine, wasn't it? It was really lovely, I thought. It was like her wanting to work in Asia or something, wasn't it? Yeah, and now it's like, got um, reading or like teaching English in Asia That's it. or something like that. Yeah, like really, I don't know. I thought that was lovely. And now it's. We've never heard into... her say this though, like in one episode. She's. Yeah, no, we yeah, haven't actually, not, to be fair. Not one. <laughs> no. But anyway. Everyone's laughing at the new speech. So. Serena confronts <laughs> her mum, and it's actually. Oh, it's actually genuinely like so sweet. Like what happens really with this storyline because Serena's kind of saying, like, I did this for you and Nan. Like, why can't I just be myself? Why can't you just like love me for who I am and all of this? Mm. And, and it's um it's kind of I don't know, it's it's kind of quite sweet what happens and how this turns around, I suppose, from Lily's point of view anyway. I like it when she says, like, all you care about is what people like so Serena is saying to her mum, like, all you care about is what people think of you. How can I accept myself if my own mum doesn't? And I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, that's like, that's amazing. That's so poignant. 
no way would a 16 year old be thinking that and <gasps> yeah, Serena, I think like if it was a 16 year old she'd be like why do you hate me like what did I do to hate for you to hate me so much exactly like, you wouldn't be like how am I supposed to accept myself because yeah I don't know any 16 year old who accepts themselves yeah so. exactly yeah 100 yeah, <laughs> yeah. So as Serena is nursing Carter's wound, because obviously he's been punched by Nate and now he's having his way off, his end off with Blair. We find out that Cece actually called him a week before anyway to go to the ball. And Serena's all like, wait, why did my grandmother call you? I wasn't even going to go to Cotillion a week ago. Like, how has she called you? And he's like, she's crafty. She's one sneaky bitch. Yeah, she realizes Dan was telling the truth when he kind of said your nan is a bitch uh we're paraphrasing <laughs> then we go over to um the gallery for a uh, a hot minute don't we for allison's opening and we see that dan gets a phone call who actually turns out to be lily lily called him for some reason and this is the scene which i absolutely loved between them like they're she's finally nice to dan like for, like genuinely nice as well oh it's actually really sweet i do I it's so like much. i think i like it but i don't like it i said it to isabella as we were watching it and i was like I love the little speech she gives them, but she's blaming like Serena growing as a human, like as a person, like developing as like, you know, not going out, not drinking, not doing drugs. And she's like, it's obviously not a coincidence since you came into her life. And I'm like, well, maybe she grew. Yeah. Maybe she has like <laughs> learned. Yeah. Maybe like, don't put all the credit onto this one boy, <laughs> this 17 year old boy. You're like, who called your mom like the Wicked Witch of the West? Like, so, like <laughs> that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, like yeah, that's very true. Because she she does come back. The very the whole reason that this like the the first series plot of her coming back into Manhattan is her trying to change. And I do think that when you're trying to change, you choose the right people, and that's your responsibility and your good doing, mm. not them. The, yeah, the best so, people bring out the best in you, but you're essentially still the person bringing. Yeah. I thought it was such a lovely speech that she gave and I was like oh that's so nice but then I was like but wait like it's not Dan who changed Serena Serena changed herself yeah give credit to Serena (laughs) yeah like she decided she didn't want to go out and drink and party and do drugs and she comes Mm -hmm. home at a reasonable hour like she could very well just be like all right night Dan and then toddle off into town yeah really good point yeah I like that I like that a lot convinces Dan to kind of come back to the ball and it's like I also I think I suppose the reason I found this really sad was because it's almost like Lily had wished her mum had done that for her when it was her and Rufus oh yeah that's so true she'd wish that her mum had done that for her and her her precious Rufus (laughs) you know so unfortunately (laughs) and well I mean Serena kind of confronts her about Dan and asks if she was even ill in the first place and she's like no shame whatsoever she's like no I wasn't even ill but I could be I think she says something like well I could have been ill yeah, I know with does... all the smokes and cocktail cigarettes that's it cocktails. doesn't she say like oh all the yeah. smoking and drinking and and you know whatever like that could be making me ill and it's like that's a horrible thing to say yeah <laughs> manifest in your own illness yeah exactly it's horrible but Dan turns up, he spins Saves, Serena saves. around, sweets her off her feet. All lovely. Lily's looking on down from the balcony and he's just like, oh, look, look at my daughter, you know, being being happy. And then oh, and then calls. she gets and then she gets a phone call from oh, Rufus. So sad. Well, he asks her, doesn't he? He's he's just like, you know, why 
why did you leave me? You know, like your mum told me what happened and Lily was like, she made, was, Lily was quite honest, I thought. She was like, she made me an offer I couldn't refuse and I just, you know, she was so young, she just didn't know any better, basically. And I was just like, yeah. oh, at least she was honest. Yeah. He says, he says, I never should have let you go. I never should have let you let me go. I was like, oh, is that straight- what he says? Yeah. yeah. I never <gasps> should have let you let me go. I was like, oh, what a stab in the heart. Poor Rufus. It's so sad. I'll tell you what makes it sad, actually. It's the song that plays in the background. Oh, I love (laughs) this song. Apologise by, um, oh God, who is it? Who's the bat? One One Republic. Republic. One Republic. One Republic. I was listening to this thinking, God, that's actually a really, really good song. I think it defines Naughty's heartbreak. Like, honestly. So as the song Apologise is playing... Uh, we see Cece doing something that kind of questions whether or not she's sick. This made me, this made me, yeah, so confused because she's sitting on the bed and she's looking really sad and she's taking this medication. And I'm like, wait a minute. So is she sick or is she just taking pills because she's old? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if you were sick in some sort of way, like you'd probably stop drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably to like help (laughs) like I don't think because she has a huge bag of medication surely one of them will react badly to gin (laughs) (laughs) very very good point it made me question but also so say if she is sick so why lie about being sick and then lie about lying about being sick it's so it yeah it's made no sense whatsoever and I can't even remember what happens with that storyline in the future but I bet you any money it never gets brought up again <laughs> Blair and Nate finally okay. do it like they finally have sex when uh, Chuck leaves town Chuck's way of handling it is just to literally just like leave town just like I can't deal with it anymore like it's he, so like, sees sad them. though don't you think it's oh. sad I think I just... man up. I think he's he's all he's gonna do is leave town to like go to Bahrain and then just get under someone else and then he'll be fine. Like No, I disagree. He's he's a little rich kid. So yeah, that's kind of where we end it. So Rufus and Lily are kind of on this cliffhanger where Rufus is with Alison, who's having a terrible time with Jenny and putting her place. Um, but at the same time is realizing that maybe he should never have actually split from Lily. You've got this evil grandmother coming into the scene who's shitting all over Serena and Dan's relationship but it ends with them stronger than ever Lily approving them this horrible love triangle between finally Nate and Blair it's leaving a lot open for the next episode which is a bit of a Christmas episode yeah Roman holiday isn't it it'll be our Christmas Christmas episode yay (laughs) (laughs) absolutely well I cannot thank Isabel and Leah enough for joining us in this our first collab session tonight I know thank you so much thanks for having us Thank you so much for joining us on our double digit special. We've hit 10 episodes, you know, it's a pleasure to have you guys here and we cannot wait to join you in your podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the episode that we're going to be guesting on next week? Yeah. So we try and make like heavy subjects lighthearted sometimes. Nice. A lot of it is a lot of us ranting and talking waffle, but um, <laughs> next, well, the episode we're going to record tomorrow is all about food our relationships like with food diets we've tried diets that have failed just kind of all that sort of stuff how we our relationships kind of with food and that sort of dealio and And then I'm guessing the pressures yeah that's kind of it we're faced as women like with food I think yeah to like remain thin but not too thin and thick but not too thick and (laughs) you know 
have a bum but not too much and then like the be like big chested not too big chested small chested but not so small yeah like, if you could have really really big boobs but like not saggy i'm like well like there's one or the other <laughs> yeah it's like there's gravity comes uh, comes along and gets involved so you need to <laughs> pick one and stick with it oh that's good i feel like yeah me and anna have opinions on diet culture <laughs> yeah like there's just so many and then we like say diets that we've tried failed yeah we cannot wait to guest on it and by the time we're so, so excited to have you on it oh we're so so excited so uh, would you like to tell our listeners where they can find your instagram where they can find your podcast yeah so our instagram is at clinkcast and then you can find us on i think most streaming services like google um podcasts apple podcast spotify so if you've enjoyed this collab and you've enjoyed listening to leah and isabel who we love and we love their podcast on sanity sisters they are clink cast um please do go and check them out on instagram or listen to them on the podcast uh, all podcasting channels and we're going to be guesting on their podcast next week so thank you so much for joining us and would you thank like you to, so much guys thank would you. you like to join us in our little xoxo when me and marissa say uh, you know you love to hate it and hate to love it xoxo, XOXO. XOXO.